0: Stand up, Nuggets Nation. It's now time for the Mile High Hoops podcast with Zach By, Presented by Superbook Sports. On your home for the most Nuggets content. Denver Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops podcast. As always, I am your host, Zach By, And as always, I appreciate you. Spending a sliver of your busy day with me here on the podcast at the time of recording. It's Tuesday afternoon, just shy of three o'clock. Have a million things going on with the NFL trade deadline Um, and really wanted to get in here on a Monday and react to the Sunday night loss in L.A. Had family stuff. Halloween. I got young kids. Life happens. Life gets in the way sometimes. Um, But I'm happy to be in here. I'm not going to spend too much time uh, here on the podcast today because we are going to turn around and react to uh, the game against the Thunder, which is happening, um, well, it'll be uh, just a couple nights here on the 3rd. So it'll be Thursday and we'll be here uh, on Friday reacting to that in a more time-sensitive manner. The the L.A. uh, game is just uh, already a couple days uh, ago but i did want to come in here and and get some thoughts out. Hopefully you guys are doing well. Hopefully that loss didn't get uh get you too down as the Nuggets lost in Los Angeles 121 to 110 in a game that gave LA their first win of the season. It was the Nuggets. It had to be the Nuggets. Um look, he, here here's my biggest takeaway uh from what happened on Sunday night in LA. Okay? The Denver Nuggets right now are not good enough to send a haphazard effort into an NBA basketball game. I don't care who they're playing. I don't care if it's LA. I don't care if it's the Hornets. I don't care if it's uh, who would be like the most struggling team in the league right now. Probably like the Magic or something like that or the Houston Rockets who actually kept it really close with um, the Clippers on Monday evening. Um, The Nuggets aren't good enough, guys. They're not good enough to, to, to just give a... Well, it started, actually, um, it started uh, the first game of the year. And, and the, the game in L.A. on Sunday evening gave me the same type of vibes as I got in the first game of the year. Like, why am I not seeing a sense of urgency? Why am I not seeing maximum effort? Why am I seeing uh, a total lack of um, just overall edge to this team right now? And you know I don't want to like be like dissing on the Nuggets because um, we're hoping major things for this basketball teams this year, major like the most ever in the history of the franchise. So why seven games in? Is there almost like this, um, like almost like I can't tell if it's like a rite of passage thing, or, uh, or, or, or not 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 rite of passage. That's like um, like like something's afforded to you. Like, because you're supposed to be good? Like, what have the Nuggets actually done here with this group? Went to Western Conference Finals in the bubble. Like, in terms of big picture NBA stuff, you would think that these Nuggets that have never been to a Finals appearance in the history of their franchise would be chomping at the bit to prove to people that uh, there's a reason that uh, Shaquille O'Neal has us coming out of the West. There's a reason that 538 has us uh, as the number one seed in the Western Conference. But you're not really seeing that um really at all. and I, I look at the defense of this team that, and we've talked about this on, on past episodes that like they aspire to be a top five defense. Huh. Guys, the base of the, the 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 defensive pyramid, right, if you're looking at the old like food group pyramid, the most important things at the bottom, then you work your way up and you got to your least important stuff, like your sugars at the top. If you're talking about defense, it starts with effort. That's the base of the pyramid, okay? That, 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 that's, that, that is the base of the pyramid on which everything else is predicated. And when you lack a sense of urgency or just commitment to doing a good job on that end of the floor, and then you mixed with some new moving parts and maybe a lack of acumen here and there um, from a couple guys, like you're, well, you're going to be one of the worst defenses in the NBA. And that is exactly what the, the Nuggets pretty much are. Whether you're talking about three-point field goal percentage for opponents, um, opponent field goal percentage, just overall points per game, I think the Nuggets are giving up between like it's like 117, 118 points a game, and and, and obviously we got to let the sample size increase to more than you know seven games to start really diving into the numbers and looking at you know averages with real credence. But at the same time, like I really don't need raw numbers, advanced numbers to tell me what my eyes are telling me right now. Uh, when I watch the Nuggets, they're just not a very good uh, defensive basketball team, and you can really just look at one matchup, uh, and it's a microcosm uh, of the relationship between the Nuggets and and uh, the, the the Lakers on Sunday night. Is is if you just watched a cut up of Anthony Davis against Nikola Jokic, and then juxtaposed that cut up um, from what we saw like f- four or five nights previous. We just came on here on the podcast the last episode talking about just how much, how dominant the performance was of Jokic against Anthony Davis specifically. Like Jokic took it right to him this past week, took it right to him, was aggressive, looked like, you know, um, an, an offensive alpha dog. Jokic did when he shot 12 of 17 from the floor, but he missed some threes, right? And we we made sure to talk about that. Like he went 12-17 from the floor, but missed the four threes that he took. So he missed one shot from two-point range. One. And he was just dominant. And then the shoe was on the other foot. And I just can't understand why it was that dramatic. Now you want to give AD his props. Like this is one of like, you know, I don't know where you'd put him. Like one of the 12 best players in the league. Um, especially when he's right. I mean, this guy's supposed to be, you know, a Hall of Famer in his prime. And it just hasn't been that. But like and I understand he was hitting some shots early, especially in that in that first half, that first quarter. He but he was getting comfortable. Like he was a li- he was he had the license to get comfortable. And when he starts making jump shots, he's just the, the the best version of himself. He hasn't been that version of himself this year at all. Um but but you allow him to get in that flow, and the next thing you know, you know between him hitting jump shots and him cleaning up LeBron James missed uh layups in that first half. LeBron actually if you watch the game LeBron missed a lot of bunnies around the basket. And a lot of times it was Anthony Davis cleaning them up, dunk a putbacks type deal. And you know, next thing you know, you look up and AD's got 22 points and 14 rebounds and 5 assists and 3 steals and 2 blocks and doesn't turn it over one time. So, on the other side, Jokic if you look at um if you just look at the raw numbers and look at the stats of Jokic so far this year, he's like off to a fine start, especially compared to like normal NBA standards. Normal like even even amongst top thirty guys in the league. If you're averaging twenty one points a game and you're averaging over eleven rebounds and you're averaging over 11, uh, 8 assists, um, that's that's freaking good. But when you're watching the actual games and you're comparing it to the standard that Jokic has established for his own self, it looks a little bit off. All right? I'm not telling you that, you know, it's going to be a down Jokic year or anything like that. No, 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 no not even close. But, again, when you're watching the games, it almost looks like there's... um, um yo. We talked a little bit about this on the... on the um, I think it was a previous episode, or maybe two episodes back, uh, after the Portland loss, maybe. Um... Jokic is missing um, an edge about himself that is hard to put your finger on. I don't know if it is, hey, this early portion of the season is about getting these other guys that have been missing acclimated. I don't know if it's, hey, I was you know playing Eurobasket and I know this is a long season, therefore, you know you're not going to see this you know uber aggressive version of um, himself. I really don't know. Um, but it does look a little bit different. It does look a little bit off. And the only way that you can compare it is to Jokic himself. Because, again, the raw numbers are going to be there. All right? Um, it just looks a little bit different. And then defensively for Jokic. And, and and I haven't looked at the advanced metrics on how they play out for Jokic defensively. But, again, my eyes are telling me after a couple years of him taking step forward in that department defensively, where, like like because the narrative forever was you know he's just a one way player that guy stinks he's a he's a negative um defensively and then he kind of like you could see like the tide was turning in that department where it wasn't like he was a plus nba defender but he wasn't um he wasn't a a uh, a hole he, you weren't going to sink with him defensively he got to a very competent very respectable level defensively and that is is so far missing um in this season okay and the team is sort of I don't know if that's a product of where the team is at defensively or the t- it's starting with Jokic and it's a trickle down. Um, but the team just defensively is not very good right now. So lots of season left. Do I think the loss in Los Angeles, because I saw this being talked about on Twitter a little bit, um, is that a bad loss? Sure it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bad loss. Yeah, it is. In, in my opinion, that that Lakers team is not good. In fact, we just, we just came and recorded um, the most recent episode saying that the biggest takeaway from the Wednesday night win over the Lakers, which was an 11-point win, uh, and then it's an 11-point loss just a couple days later, it was just how bad the Lakers actually are. Um, yeah, it's a bad loss, period, uh, by double figures in a game that, you know, was uh, disjointed. Uh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um, a couple of positives, though. I'll say this a couple positives. um, you're seeing flashes of the Jamal Murray, uh, Nicole Jokic two-man game. Not, not anywhere close to the level as we used to see it. But again, we are, this game was played in October, guys. At the time of recording, it's November 1st, but we got to be mindful. And just in general, we have to be mindful about, um, and I've been talking about this since the, 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 the opening loss of the season to Utah. We have to find a balance, um, just as NBA fans, of reacting to games that matter, but also keeping in mind uh, the marathon nature of an NBA season. But that's part of my issue, and I circle back to to the open. You're seeing guys that, in my opinion, look like, know they're running a marathon, and maybe aren't concerned about the guys that are running to the left and right of them. And to which I say, like, how, how are we talking about the hunger of a team seven games into the season, one game into a season against Utah, right? So it's just something to keep our eye on. Typically like when this happens like you see like an overcorrection the next game and you know the Nuggets will come out you know with an incredible sense of urgency and you know and 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 maybe we will see that uh on Thursday night uh, in Oklahoma City. We'll see though. We'll see. I mean this is going to be a really interesting month and I think it'll be revealing to um some early characteristics of the DNA of this team because you go on the road here at the start of the month, going to Oklahoma City, okay? Then you come home against San Antonio, and then you're on the road for four, all right? You're doing home and home with the Spurs, then you go to the Pacers, to the Celtics, to Boston. Then you come home for a night, a night, against the New York Knicks on a Wednesday. And the next thing you know, you're in Dallas on Friday night playing. And then you're in Sunday uh, on, on the road Sunday in Dallas again. So it's kind of unusual to see a a back-to-back games against um, the same team in the same place, right? So it's not a traditional home-and-home. And And then you're coming home for one game again, and then you're going right back out on the road against Oklahoma City and the Clippers. Then you come home for two against the Rockets, and then the Rockets again. Again, uh, uh, unusual setup there to host the same team twice in a row in the same place. And then you go on the road again to Atlanta and New Orleans. So you say, Zach, you just sound like you're just going through a a regular uh, NBA schedule. I'm not. I'm not. Go pull it up and look how it looks on paper. It is, I just used the word disjointed. This is a very disjointed month coming up. Um, This is not, hey, you go on the road for four, then you're home for four. You go on the road, then you're home for one. So on the road for one, home for one. On the road for four, home for one. On the road for two, home for one. On the road for two, home for two. So the entire month of November is going to be basically on the road, and when you're at home, you're going to be home for like a day, maybe two. So it's going to be a trying month, a really early test of like, okay, who, who who are you guys? Maybe this will be a good thing for the team. We we, we talked a lot about uh, the Broncos going to London on the radio show here um in Denver uh, on the fans, Stokely and Zach, and and, and the, the situation, you know, very different, of course, um, by sport and just context. But one of the things that we said that I, it could be a common thread between these two teams, it's like sometimes getting away is a good thing. Um, it's just you and the guys, it's dinners, it's, you know, a little bit camaraderie, right? And you sort of build um, who you're going to be, especially with all the Old new parts who are back in the fold, and then just in general new pieces. so we'll see. I mean, this is going to be a really, really interesting month of November. I can't I'm sure I have seen a schedule like this, but I can't remember quite it looking this unique. but like I said, go pull it up. Uh, go, go to espN.com and pull it up and look how um, disjointed the month of, of November is. It, it, it looks much like more like a traditional schedule when you turn the page into uh, December and January. But hey, early test, bring it on. Um, I want to talk about one thing with Jokic here, just to uh, supplement what we've already said. Um, Seeing the struggles from three, you know, that's kind of like the one piece of Jokic's game that could be added on to and make him like almost unstoppable. You are seeing uh, him really, really struggle from three here in the last, I think it's four games. Um, Didn't make a three against Portland, 0 for 4 against the Lakers last week. 0 for 4 against the Jazz this past week, 1 for 5 against the Lakers uh, on Sunday evening. So he's shooting about 20% from three. Keep your eye on it, okay? Keep your eye on it. We know about the wrist in the preseason. And, you know, I just, I'm just i not saying one way or the other, just keep your eye on it. Uh, he saw one go down on Sunday night, top of the key. It was good to see. But just keep your eye on that um, because you don't want to see those strong struggles extrapolated uh, over this next month um, from distance. Uh, and just in general, the Nuggets struggled from three. I mean, just 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 in general. Uh, Aaron Gordon was, and this is against the Lakers on Sunday evening. Aaron Gordon, um, which actually, no, we saw, uh, oh, maybe this is wrong. I thought I saw Aaron Gordon make a tough three uh, on Sunday evening from the right wing uh, at the end of the shot clock. Because Jamal Murray like threw his hips out. Uh, but it looks like, um, oh, I'm looking at the wrong game. That's why. <laughs> I'm looking at the game this past Wednesday instead of uh, the box score from Sunday night. I'm like, wait, no, Aaron Gordon did make a three. Um, although, let me just say this about Aaron Gordon, who, um, excuse me, made three threes on Sunday evening. Getting getting, getting jumbled here with these uh, Laker games in the same week. Um, Aaron Gordon uh, has been good so far this season. We've talked about him. We've sung his praises about the aggressive nature. He was seven for 11 on Sunday evening. Um, but... I'll say this. If I didn't know like the qualities of Aaron Gordon's game and I just watched the games this season, I would not be saying to you, um, Hey, this guy, a hallmark in his game is his incredible defense. So let's keep our eye on that as well. Again, is that, um, is it too early to be reacting to that? Maybe, you know, and, and again, you talk about the marathon nature of it, but you know, if your best defender, if your best perimeter defender, really like the reason that Aaron Gordon, um, We're so high on on the fit here, and one of the main reasons anyway. Um, If you can't really identify it through seven games, that's like a microcosm of the team itself. If that guy isn't bringing it on that end of the floor, and and, and an alien, if they came down, wouldn't be able to tell. That's a big hallmark in his game. That's emblematic of where the the Nuggets are collectively um, on defense. Uh KCP, you can tell he wasn't uh a hundred percent after that ankle injury last week. Um we'll just keep our eye on that. Um uh but, but but Jamal Murray. Uh Jamal was fun to watch in the third. Okay. You saw that guy getting lubricated and just sort of in his bag a little bit and having the willingness to go there. All right. This is this is, you know, Jamal's um what is it, six games uh, for Jamal, uh, having sat out uh, that game in Golden State? So he's played six games. I, we have to be big picture with Jamal. We can't be in the trenches and talking about possession by possession, but it was nice to see him like catching one of those Murray flurries there. Uh, I think it was in the third uh, quarter of that game on, on Sunday evening. Uh, so good to see uh, between that and the and the two-man game stuff, like you're just building at this point, right? And you got to uh, talk about Jamal Murray, the five assists and, and the one turnover. So good to build off of. Um, Michael Porter Jr. Uh, was back out there Again, uh, 17 points on 5 of 15 shooting. He was 3 for 10 from 3. Uh, hit one very early on. I thought it was going to be a good omen, but um, ended up not to be the case. So, okay, just as long as that guy stays healthy, we just got to be mindful of, um, with Jamal and Porter, what the goal is here. Would you have liked to win, win in, in Los Angeles on Sunday night? Of course, right? You don't want to give the Lakers their first freaking win. But at the same time, As long as you're seeing some of the flashes and give you hope and and optimism that when you get to November, December, um, those guys will round into shape. It's kind of really the point right now. Um, And it's tough because you can get frustrated watching these games, but you got to remember what these Nuggets have been through and what the big picture is Um, and and the reality, guys. And here's the reality of it. And we're not going to remember these games in January. We're just not. We're just not. Now, if you're, you're, you're hardcore Nuggets fans, you'll remember the reference of them, but it won't be top of mind. Um, it will not be top of mind when it's the middle of February and you're playing Memphis on you know ESPN or you're in the month of March and we're just not going to be hearkening back. What you hope is that you win enough games, or don't lose enough games, and you're in the position of of striking distance, you know, once you turn the page uh, really into December and, and post-Christmas. So, I don't want to overreact. Bad loss? Yes. Um, but still not going to overreact to it, because it's a, it was a game in October. We're seven games in. so. But it also, like I said, it looked like a team who was well aware of that. And I, I can hear my old co-host, Earl Boykins, like, I can hear him saying this. Like, Zach, they're they're in they're in Los Angeles on Halloween weekend. They're gonna lose that game. Like they're gonna lose that game. He'd be all over this stuff, you know. From obviously from experience, be like, oh, they're playing in Atlanta on a Sunday, which means they're in Atlanta on a Saturday night. Oh, they're gonna lose that game. I'm like Earl. No, they're not. The Hawks stink. Like, okay, watch. And so, um, but at the same time, I'll say this: this is a veteran group. We talked about that in the preseason. You should be avoiding maybe some of the pitfalls of uh, of of being in Los Angeles uh, on like a holiday weekend, like or like a going out weekend, like Halloween. Did that have anything to do with it? There's no way of knowing, but I think it's a safe to you know like kind of surmise that uh, to be the case. Um, Real quick, uh, Jeff Green, he got he's got to be better. I mean, he he had like a uh, maybe a third or fourth quarter dunk there from the left side. Um, Okay, but he was you know it, it reminded me of the Utah game where it's just like. Okay, like, you're out here, you're kind of being a zero, dude. In 17 minutes, the Nuggets were outscored by 26 points when Jeff Green was on the floor on Sunday Sunday evening. Not ideal, to say the least. I thought Bruce Brown was the worst version of himself. Um, Sure, he made a couple shots, but... Who you profile to be and, and, and the strengths of you being on this team, they did not show up on Sunday evening. He was, uh, when the, when Bruce Brown was on the floor, the Nuggets were outscored by 28 points in his 28 minutes. Uh, not ideal. Um, part of the story to this one is Bones Highland getting a little bit banged up, uh, I guess, in pregame, I guess. Um, we'll keep our eye on, on that uh, story then. You know, what happened with the Smiths, it's like, okay, you're, you're dealt the bad hand. Um, but at the same time, there's also, you know, um, there's, th- there. honestly, it starts with effort. So when when the effort's not there, I'm not going to make excuses for the team, period. Now, apparently, Bones Hyland was back in practice, um, dealing with a bit of a hip. Uh, earlier today, he was back at practice, according to uh, Mike Singer of the Denver Post. We'll obviously follow that story. Um, Uh, As it goes along. So, all right, that's just a couple of the thoughts I wanted to get out following um, that Lakers loss on Sunday evening. And uh, we got, again, we already talked about the schedule that's on the horizon. Uh, Go win that game in Oklahoma City, right? You're a better team than Oklahoma City. Uh, Now, it took almost everything to beat them at home. Uh, It was last weekend, last Saturday, 122 to 117. I'd be lying if I said that game didn't scare me a little bit just because um, that's a young, hungry team. That's a young, hungry team uh, in, in Oklahoma City that, after starting 0-3, have won three in a row. Two against the Clippers, who are struggling right now, um, admittedly, but still. Uh, and then you go on the road and beat Dallas, OKC did, in overtime um, this past weekend. They're young and they're hungry, and you got guys like you know Dort and uh, Poku and Mann and uh, uh, Gilders Alexander, like those guys aren't going to roll over, like they're going to compete, right? Like th- those guys are are going to compete. So, um, hopefully the Nuggets bring that level of competitiveness into Oklahoma City. I think they'll be fine, they should be. I'm, I'm imagining Michael Malone, um, chewed their ass uh, behind closed doors, and you're going to get the best version of that competitive nature, um, in Oklahoma City, but, but. Got to believe it uh, until we see it. So kind of disappointed about that component in the early uh, stages of the season. Hopefully they win a ton of games and we're not uh, dwelling on, you know, the start uh, for the Nuggets. So, okay, Uh, we'll leave it there for now. Guys, hopefully you had a great Halloween. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Rate it, share it, subscribe to it. It's the best way you can support this podcast. And whatever happens on Thursday evening, we're going to be in here on Friday morning reacting to whatever happens in Oklahoma City right here on the Mile High Hoops podcast.